killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Happy New Year, Scaredy Cats. Uh, you're just going for it. Yeah, we're doing this. Okay, Happy New Year, Scaredy Cats. New Year, no stalling. Just jump right in. 2018. It, just like it hit you, it's hitting hitting us. Just bam. Very hard. Yeah, I got nice head cold here, hopped up on medication. And I'm fine. And you're looking great. I'm you, remarkably okay. Yeah, you are entering the year sober uh-huh. for the month of January. Yeah, you and might... already the re- the color has returned <laughs> to your flesh. Yeah, you, if you put in a real, a really, really solid and hefty investment of drinking for you know quite a few years straight, mm-hmm. it only takes about one day to start reaping some benefits. But yes, you may have heard of it, Scaredy Cats. It's called a resolution, and I'm mm. beginning strong in 2018 with uh, a little less um, alcohol in the system. Nice. Any other resolutions? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I want to read a book a month at the very, very least. You know, on top of what I might normally do. Nice. I want to have just an extra story go through my head at least a month. Yeah, that's me. I love it. Me and Chrissy doing something similar. We signed up on that social media book website. Goodreads? You okay. know what? Uh, no. It's just like a tracking, just like Letterbox. Join us on Letterbox, Scaredy Cats. Just mm-hmm. like where you just track your books and you say, this is what I'm currently reading. And then you finish reading and you can uh, set goals for the year. Okay. So we both signed up on that yesterday and we're like, let's do it. Let's try to read, it, I don't know, 50 books this year. It's like some higher tech accountability than my resolution. Yeah. I got like a little notification app thing that's going to tell me, hey, you haven't read in a little while. You need to read between three and six chapters this afternoon. Yeah. Oh man, that would make me shoot myself and quit my resolution immediately. This, like, these first couple weeks of January, you feel so good about your resolutions. It's easy to stay on top of them. Mm. You know, you actually yeah. believe that you're going to follow through on all this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but we need, I have no faith in myself. But we need those periods of, like, momentary hope yeah. and yeah. unmerited yeah. belief in ourselves. Oh, yeah. And especially after a year, like, 2017. Yeah. We need to... I think every single person needs to, like, have mm-hmm. a resolution this year just for, like... Just for a little bit of false hope. Some false hope at the top of the year. For a small period of time. Yeah. (laughs) What movie are we doing today? Um, That is an excellent question, Chris, and I wish you had asked it sooner, maybe even before the mics have started recording. Mm -hmm. I hope that it's the movie um, Pieces. All right, let's do Pieces. (laughs) Today we are doing Pieces, this 1982 film that, um, yeah, people talk about it a lot as like a great 80s campy horror movie. Some practical effects. Yeah. Um, I was reading a little bit about it. Um, it's uh, kind of a classic like drive-in movie. It's a cult movie. So I think it's going to be a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I think we're we've, we're kind of on a bit of a trend of this. Yeah. Watching yeah. 80s silly fun horror. Maybe, yeah, maybe because of 2017 wrapping up and just needing some something more light and fun. Yeah. We got to... We got to start the new year with something, right? Mm-hmm. We got to, just like with our resolutions, we got to start with a little false hope that maybe <laughs> we won't be let down by some movies or, although like maybe that's not a great thing to say because 2017 was a rough year in a lot of ways, but not for horror movies. Not for horror movies. No, they, we did really well for 2017. Which is a great segue into us giving our top 10 horror movies from 2017. Cool. Let's do it, Chris. We did it halfway through the year at the day after Jaloon. <laughs> um so it'll be interesting to see um if our titles are on the list still and mm-hmm. if they're in the same order yeah 
Um, are yours in the same order, the ones that you gave, or did they move around at all? Uh, they moved around a little bit. Cool. Do you happen to have that information? Right in front I of do have it right in front cool. of me. And um, I wrote my list without looking back because I'd forgotten the order that I did halfway yeah. through. So did I. And mine were still in that order. Oh, really? But they now have things like inserted in between before. Oh, okay, after. so your items stayed in the same. They order, stayed in the same order. Some other files got bumped them down. In. Yeah. Okay. okay. So should we go? Should we both say like our tens and our nines and move up that way, or should we just give our full list? Or do you want to do bottom half first, maybe, and then do our top half? Um, why don't we each go? Just because otherwise we're gonna have some crossover. We'll say the same title a couple times in different uh -huh. places. Great, awesome. Should we rock paper scissors in classic fashion? For I this? think we should. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Oh. <laughs> How did you? Damn it! You figured out my strategy. I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I think I'm on a streak right now. Someone go back and check and let us know. <laughs> All right, number 10, it was on the halfway list, is The Void. Okay. Void is my number 10. Great. Um, Keep them going. Yeah. Number nine, a little controversial, not sure if it should be on here, The Ritual. Okay. Yeah. I Right? Because that's, that's technically going to be released in this year in 2018 i think yeah and that's and i've also had some like some other titles on my list are mm -hmm. like it was a uh, a tiff movie in this year but in the current year of our lord 2017 um <laughs> yeah and like not. and like on um, devil's candy which we'll get to yeah that's yeah Th that was that came up two years ago technically but it's a this year movie so whatever just go with your instinct and my instinct was to put the ritual on here yeah. ritual is number nine okay so yeah then scary cat generally speaking mm -hmm. if it hit us in 2017 yeah. <laughs> e either via wide release or a festival movie yes then okay. it'll be on our list yeah all right number eight creep two this is a great choice. Yes. We'll, we'll have we'll to talk about that. that. <laughs> Number seven, mother. Ooh. Exclamation mark. Number six, devil's candy. Mm -hmm. Number five, killing of a sacred deer. Okay. Number four, it. It's number four. Oh, man. Chris is like, he's looking in my eyes between everyone, like, react. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. We'll, we'll just both say our list and then we can discuss the minutia. Mm. Number three, raw. Okay. Number two, Gerald's Game. We all know it's about to happen, everyone. Number one, life. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, get out. Okay, go. All right. Okay. So, oh yeah, just to recap, um, my halfway through the year, my top four, because I refused to do a five. I remember this. You said, what if you had a gun to your head? <laughs> I said, pull the trigger. <laughs> Number four is the void, three devil's candy, two raw, and one get out. So get out stayed on top. Raw got bumped down one by Gerald's Game. And then Devil's Candy went down to number six and The Void number 10, which is awesome. That is awesome that in like since half the halfway point of the year, six more titles have come in mm -hmm. and were better than even my fourth choice. That's interesting that um, just your perspective and what you want in movies also hadn't changed. You're like, okay, so at the top of the year, this is, this is just conjecture and I'm mm -hmm. not even looking at my own list to see if this fits, but at the top of the year, we got The Void. Um and real early yeah real early right and that was a really dark bloody practical effects movie and then we didn't get a tremendous amount of movies like that you mm -hmm. know throughout the year so it kind of as the year passed i could like feel myself start to miss it mm. you know and and that's maybe something like that is a potential reason for this reason for something changing in right. order you know right. uh, not to say that's exactly what happened because i actually don't completely remember my order i will i will remind you so let's let's do this. Number so, ten. Number ten. Alien Covenant. Ooh, love for the cove. Mm -hmm. uh, number nine. Split. Ooh, great! I can't wait to talk to you about this. Number you eight. Watched it over the holidays. Yeah, number number eight, eight. Gerald's Game. 
Uh-huh. Uh, number seven, it comes at night. I'm just typing them out. That's why I'm not responding. Cool. So I can look at them easily. Number six, life. Uh-huh. Uh, number five, the void. Boom. Number, number four, devil's candy. Number two, or sorry, number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just skip two. We don't need it. Uh-huh. Uh, I refused to do a number three. Like Chris refused to do number five. Just on principle. Uh, number three is it. Mm-hmm. Number two is raw. Raw, raw, ooh la la. And number one, obviously. life again. <laughs> obviously. Tom Cruise is the mummy. <laughs> Tied with rings. <laughs> Get out. Get out. So we, we agree unanimously on what the best horror movie was of the year. It was the yeah. one that was our number one halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. And nothing could beat it. Nothing really got close. Nope. There were movies that I may have per viewing or per, on the night when I saw it had a potentially better time or as good a time, but mm-hmm. nothing sticks in your brain. Nothing's as unique or brand new of a story. Nothing is so funny, so creepy at the same time. It just has everything and it was Nothing so Nothing makes so you brand cheer new. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the movie in the same way. It was just so brand new and so great. Oh, loved it. Nothing wrong with it. Let's it, just watch that again. Watch. So today, Scaredy Cats, we're watching Get Out. Round two. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Split. We, we've we never talked about Split. You must have watched this over the break or since I've seen you last. Yep. Um, uh, I'm like... It was really good. Um, part of the reason that I loved it so much, um, oh, I feel a little embarrassed about this, um, is mostly because of M. Night Shyamalan's involvement that like, it was sort of a return to form, mm-hmm. kind of in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was probably his mo- the one I liked from him the most since Unbreakable in the Village. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, the well, original yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I was... I almost like I achieved something when I watched this. I was so hammered when i watched it <laughs> and i just didn't think it would be it would be the first thing that we reflected on yeah um so factor that in got that's totally fair and um yeah i i did enjoy it i i thought his performance is incredible to mm. like to have to do McAvoy. whatever 27 yeah different characters he's so good yeah james mcavoy he's so good love that and anna taylor johnston is that her name the from the witch She's in, she's just one of our contemporary scream queens. She yep. does so many horror movies. Yeah, she's fantastic in that role. She's great. Everyone's great in terms of performance. Yeah, so solid. And it's really just setting up for this Unbreakable sequel, obviously, mm-hmm. which I think now is filmed. And I've always, that's I've always wanted that, but I just never thought we could return to it. I never thought we could sort of get a a mythos or almost like a universe out of yeah. the Unbreakable concept. I'm sure there are Unbreakable heads. Uh, or shattered glasses out there whatever you call yourselves that have been rooting for this for so long but it hasn't been like big enough hype that like i've never really noticed any large-scale call for a sequel to unbreakable it just like now and then it's like under movies that you you know sci-fi underrated you know mindfuck movies things that just everybody loves it Mm -hmm. who sees it Um, a random buzzfeed list that yeah exactly yeah it it would continuously resurge because of that Mm -hmm. um but yeah this is you're right until split it was the first big hype and it was only for me until after split after a bunch of people had seen it that i guess obviously because there's that reveal right at the end but um that was the only time that i the connection was made so you didn't yeah no absolutely did you have that spoiled for you that it was a yeah quasi okay oh yeah right yeah (laughs) well that that was like day two after it was out in theaters people like yeah connecting it to unbreakable and you make that connection and it's instantly forged forever i guess so yeah yeah 
someone says unbreakable i'm like oh, mm-hmm. i get it one one thing i just truly hated about the movie was the fact that one of the personalities for no reason whatsoever has like that uh phobia of food being on people's clothes oh yeah so he makes all of them <laughs> go into their underwear he shows up and he's like get take clothes off go in your underwear and then they're in their underwear for the rest of the movie and there's no there's no reason for that to happen other than the director or producers wanted these women to be in their underwear for the entirety of the movie. Like it's the, was the most gratuitous element and it was just a real, like left a real like bad taste in my mouth for that movie. They could have done something a little better than that. It's such a, come on. Yeah. It's like, okay, so how can we make point a and point C meet? What's our B? Mm -hmm. It's like, he doesn't like, clothes and yeah and that character we don't know anything else about he That's just shows it. up yeah. to so it's clearly just a vehicle for that absolutely yeah yeah, yeah if, i didn't think of that again i had a lot to drink um but yeah that's a really annoying thing that they did what else haven't we discussed on here we've talked about covenant talked about gerald's game i was done episodes on yeah, most of these i got a um one thing i was gonna say is so i looked at um devil's candy obviously it was made in 2015 mm-hmm. came out for us in 2017 mm-hmm. um and so that one was like, oh, maybe I can't put it on my list. You know, that's yeah. If we talked about it, and you said no, what I was going to substitute was the ritual, because it would have sit sat in about that place. So my runner-up, I suppose, the thing that didn't make my list is definitely the ritual, right? Um, and I imagine that a lot of our scaredy cats haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, they will soon. It'll be on yeah. Netflix. Um, at some point, mm-hmm. it's got to be coming up pretty quick. I mean, the movie's done. I don't know what what, what they would wait for. Yeah, what would hold it up. Uh, maybe just find an opportune time in between other releases. Like yeah. they just did Creep 2 here in Canada. So maybe they're, yeah. we don't want to release too many horror things at once. Yeah. make It just needs to find its own spot. That could be it. But right. It should come out soon and see it as soon as you can. It's really good. That mm-hmm. was so good. Maybe we'll rewatch it for an app because it'll have been a while since. I, I would love to. Okay, cool. 100%. I'd cool. Love to awesome. And I guess you have not seen Mother or Killing of Sacred Deer yet. No, no. Okay. So like I really felt a little limited on this list because like a lot of the better ones according to like any list you look up online mm-hmm. includes mother killing a sacred deer um there's a couple more uh cure for wellness yeah yeah i still haven't seen that one either yeah what i hear from about that one is it's just too long like it's a mm-hmm. great fun concept but it's two and a half hours or something insane okay and they could have trimmed 40 50 minutes out of it and it would yeah. have been way better i wonder i wonder because like that's that's definitely in my mind when we do podcast episodes is how long it's going to take because mm-hmm. we got like technical stuff to consider. But when I'm watching a movie on my own or I want to see a good horror movie, I'm not necessarily put off by the length. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I don't know. I know that's some per- some people's opinion hard right off the bat. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about it. Another movie that didn't make either of our lists and made a lot of lists is A Dark Song. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> and that's a tough one. Like the deeper that... You know, as time goes on, that's going to be harder and harder for mm-hmm. us to defend, I think. Right. Because it is a good movie. Uh, it's a disappointment in it, a way. It's a disappointment. I, I just, <laughs> I strongly disagree with all, all those people that put it on their list. But I disagree about other things as well with, with other choices mm-hmm. that people make. Yeah. What's interesting about it is that it's all over the place on lists. Some yeah. people put it number one. Some people put it 10. Some people some don't include it at all. Some people exclude it. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I think what kind of blinds all of us to it a little bit was just the just the event of the whole thing, like mm-hmm. how, how much hype, how exciting it was, yeah. how fun, how much like everyone was just talking about it for those couple of weeks, even if you weren't a horror fan, yeah, that might paint our judgment a little bit and it'll be interesting mm-hmm. five, 10 years from now to look back with fresh yeah. eyes and, and see where it actually yeah. ranks for us then. You know? Totally. I saw it thrice. <laughs> yeah. In theaters. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, get out for me three times. Yeah. And admittedly, like I would see the clown like in my day to day and my, in my daydreams mm-hmm. and stuff like, you can't ask for anything better than that. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. that performance. Yeah. And it oh got me God. into reading a book. So that'll always, that'll just yeah. stand as a year for me. It was like, and it, it, so it is an example of a movie that's like two hours and 10 minutes mm-hmm. and that length is fine. Totally. It's like the content merits it. Like yeah. there's enough, there's not any downtime, but what I'm hearing about cure for wellness is that like, it's unnecessarily mm. long. So I, yeah, well, I totally agree with you that long can be good. Short can be good, but it's yeah. all what the movie itself demands. Yeah. It provides. I heard that about, um, it comes at night. You know, mm. a little too long. But right. again, like for me, it comes at night. I almost had no single issue with it. Right. Other than our discussion about like me, ex- like figuring out exactly what happened. Yeah. Which is not really the point. It's great. I got nothing, no problem at all with that movie. I think it's a great, great, great horror movie. Yeah. That is totally more of a Dave movie for sure. Definitely. Another one that's a total Dave movie that's on probably my um, special mentions or what did you call it? You know, honorable mentions. Oh, thank you. Honorable mentions was super dark times. Did you check out that one? No, yet? I didn't. So that's, I think it's on Netflix now too. Okay. You can just watch it. And it's a similar, like it's just shot so beautifully and mm. it's just like a dark brooding kind of movie. It's almost, I'm surprised to see it on so many horror lists. Cause for me, it's like borderline, maybe not a horror movie, but the way that it's shot is very, it's very tense and very suspenseful all the way through. Okay. So it's kind of similar to it comes at night in that sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Intention building. That's, cinematic i really do love your bread that. and better yeah I so just, i'd be curious for you to check that one out and as, see. assuming that it's got like the thing that's going on that i don't know about or that they're taking their time delivering is is interesting to totally me. and yeah. don't just don't read anything about it just okay. start it because yeah. it's like a coming of age it's like three teenagers in high school great and something creepy happens so just just yeah. go in watching that and okay yeah yeah i might um did you uh shape of water did you see that didn't see shape of water i'm surprised on it's on lists. i'm surprised yeah. it's on so many lists yeah i did not think of it as a horror movie yeah, well, apparently it's his creature from the Black Lagoon, but it still it doesn't give the impression from anything I've read or seen about it. Seems it like a romance. A hor- yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like a fantasy romance. Like yeah. I mean, even Pan's Labyrinth, you wouldn't would you consider that one no. a horror? Right, and that looks way creepier than yeah, yeah. The images I've seen of Shape of Water. Absolutely, but I mean, I guess you just slot a director into kind of having a certain feel, and it's creepy. I'm sure there's creepiness involved, so right. Maybe it's not such a leap, but that that kind of surprised me, and not only like surprised me as maybe people like mixing up what they think a horror movie is. Cause like, maybe you could technically call this one shape of water. There's a creature horror. in it. So why not? Yeah. But if you loved it because it was a great fantasy story or a great romance tale, mm-hmm. then it probably doesn't deserve to be on that list. What would you, do you have any favorite movies from 2017 that aren't horror? Have you seen any of the bigger Oscar ones? I have one movie from 2017 that like really, really emotionally got me. Uh, can I guess? Is it one of the big Oscar ones? I doubt it'll be a big Oscar. Oh, which one? Uh, Star Wars: The Last <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I we won't talk about it too much, but I loved it so. We much. can talk all all you want about it. I mean, it's it's been out for weeks now. There's no spoilers anymore. Yeah, it's just it's not a horror movie. <laughs> We've went, yeah, that's very true. It's very true. <laughs> I just loved it. I really, really embraced all sides of it and loved loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a great... I liked it more than Force Awakens, for sure. Cool. Really yeah. cool. It just... It, it felt like there was more um, more new new storyline. Definitely. Um, whereas Force Awakens felt very much like a rehashing of... A new hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just... Yeah. yeah. All these things have been totally. said a thousand times before. Totally. And there's a huge new debate going on. Like, get rid of The Last Jedi. It's the worst thing that ever happened. Insane. The audience reacting to this is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's fine. Like, you know what? If If people really disliked it, that much that's okay if you disliked the choices that they made for star wars i'm okay with it too 
But all of those like Rotten Tomatoes reviews are people who didn't get what they wanted to see from Star Wars, not what I'm looking at is a bad film. And that's so frustrating to me, like that the user score on like Rotten Tomatoes could three or something. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen because you can hate it that much. I think the audience, like the Star Wars fan base disappointment level can be that high. That's fine. But like to actually objectively call this film, you know, that bad is just ludicrous. Like I I think Rotten Tomatoes should be taken down (laughs) for a different reason. Yeah, I wonder, like, you must just have such a particular idea of what you want that Star Wars movie to be, to go in and then just hate it so much. I mean, that kind of vitriol didn't happen with the prequels at all. Like, there wasn't that kind of low audience. Like, everyone was just down to go along with it. They were excited to have a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Audiences now are so much more critical. Like, in in Phantom Menace, they hated Jar Jar Binks, and that was really dumb. But the movie overall, Darth Maul, the Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, their stories, seeing Yoda, like, all that stuff was great. Yeah, Nobody and, and I feel like that. as time went on, people realized how shit they were. Yeah, like in exactly. in the moment when they were being released, people were still seeing them, talking about them, hyping. There wasn't this like insane outrage that yeah. now retroactively exists for the prequels. Yeah, and it's all inside of the Star Wars fan base. Like yeah. a kid, a young kid seeing like their second ever Star Wars movie, being the Last Jedi. Yeah, they probably didn't feel the same way. Heck they probably no. got inspired just the same way that all these Star Wars like Last Jedi haters did when they first saw you know, Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. He probably felt the same sense of magic. I heard great, like, things from um, Rian Johnson that, like, in um, Empire Strikes Back, there had never been the lightsaber grab with the Force. That didn't exist. That was brand new. Wow. They threw that in, and nobody had a problem with it. So now, like, the Force, like, connection, Mm -hmm. you know, the Force projection stuff they've done that way. Um, force ghosts being able to do things physically. They never existed, but they're allowed to introduce new things, and they should be. Yeah, stories have to evolve otherwise like there'd be no point to watch them if you just want to see the same thing the same logic the same kind of lightsaber battles Mm. the same kind of cloaked figure that is just invincible and untouchable then it's just going to be boring like we want it to evolve i loved so much of this that they were turning some of these conventions on their head yeah yeah i i had a great time it's one of my favorite movies of the whole year Awesome. I'd say mine right now are probably three billboards. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did you see Oscar that one? Hype. No, but I three read billboards a lot is about great. It. Yeah, I love that one. I loved Itania. That one really surprised me. Mm-hmm. But Tonya Harding, Margot Robbie is incredible in it. I'm really? like, holy shit! Just she Suicide Squad. She just leads it. Yeah, I never saw Suicide Squad. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even see Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Saw. Um, That's hard to say. She's in About Time. She's in. Um, nope. What's that other one? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. But those are all yeah, like yeah. minor character roles. This one, it's all on her shoulders and she kills yeah, it. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Her oh. and Allison Janney. That, so I, Tanya, that and Disaster Artist, I loved so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, dude. I, I haven't seen it. Have you seen The Room? Uh, I have bits and pieces. I know all about it. Okay. Yeah. Just, but I would definitely recommend because I had never seen The Room. I'd only seen like the clips of that would circulate YouTube and everything. Sure. But I sat down and watched The Room in its entirety before seeing The Disaster Artist. And I highly, highly recommend that okay. because so much of the movie is like playing two scenes in the room sure. and things that what happen. An, what an inside movie. That's great. And like, it's the best thing James Franco's ever done easily. Wow. Easily. Okay. I'm a huge James Franco fan. Oh my I love God. Him. I love, oh my God. he disappears in Tommy Wiseau. You're like, and it's <laughs> so fucking funny. Like, awesome. Uh, that's weirdly like kind of the best recommendation I've gotten from this horror podcast. Recording it <laughs> is like room, getting the room recommendation for, from Chris. Seriously. That's really the one I really want to see. I know it never got never got around to it. It was always on the list of things to do, you know, like yeah. oh maybe someday we'll get around to that, but this is the perfect way to do it is see that room. It's only like an hour and 10 minutes or so and then go see the disaster artist right after. That's a great double feature. Awesome. I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. 
Sweet. Um, I also wanted to mention real quick before mm-hmm. we get into watching this movie, which we should do sometime soon. We absolutely um, should. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick rundown of five movies that I was super disappointed in this year, in this year of our Lord 2017. <laughs> 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 um, bit of a, a, a bottom five. All right, let's hear it. And feel free to just add or agree. I'm, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So my number uh, five for movies that let me down this year was Annabelle Creation. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, A Dark Song. Mm-hmm. Number three was Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Number two was 47 Meters Down. <laughs> this this is funny sorry what's number one it is happy death day happy death day is the most disappointed i was in a horror movie this year so i would for me disappointment like implies that there's some expectation to begin with and i did not have expectations for 47 <laughs> meters down or happy death day. Even, okay no so no i did have expectations for happy death day yeah, so we i did. totally agree with you there even 47 meters down like mandy moore like nothing, no expectation at all that that Not, should have been way fucking better than that pile of shit movie. More expectations about the shark than Mandy Moore. But okay. yeah, I did. I did. So you're right. That was a little bit of a disappointment as well. But I'd say like life disappointed me. Alien Covenant somewhat disappointed <laughs> me and I liked it. Like it was same. Right it's there. on my list. It yeah. should be on both lists for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Over time, Alien Covenant, I warmed to it because I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. Your initial reaction was a little harsher. It was, yeah, I was bored. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, as for what it was, it was a brand new planet with just aliens and just... I, I really like it. Like the effects it. are amazing, man. It's kind yeah. of like those bloodbathy scenes are very satisfying to watch. Yeah, it's just the building of sequences that I was disappointed in. But other than that, like, I kind of wanted to be in the world again, so I had to yeah. soften up. To me, it's like Prometheus Part 2. Like, the two of those movies, just they're, they're the same story continued. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you want... One won't really fully exists without the other with especially with michael fassbender's character across the two like it really feels like the two of those make an alien movie for me on yeah. its own yeah no I, I see what you mean now that some time has passed and i totally agree i put it on my list because it was a creature movie and you may notice about my list as well i think i my top 10 only has one movie that doesn't have any sort of like i don't want to use the term supernatural but like a creature or something otherworldly about it hmm. that's true only uh well raw get out only raw get out has like gerald's the weird game. gerald's game even has like that weird ass stuff in it that weird moon man yeah but he was not a he's, maybe he's not like supernatural or a creature but you know what i mean like it's at least it's not a killer a slasher yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just a like human agency a, a little more fair yeah that's that's sort of what got me this year right yeah yeah and i'm i mean you got you got your work cut out for you 2018. Yeah, there were some good films that you got to follow. Absolutely. And how many of these did we know standing in this position one year ago that we were excited for? We were excited for It. We were excited for yeah. Raw because of the yes. Toronto Film Festival and all that hype. And then uh, the rest of these, we didn't even really... They weren't really on our radar at the time. I mean, Get Out, there was some talk about it, but the hype hadn't been built yet, I don't think. No, it was like shortly after the first trailer came out yeah and i remember the trailer being like okay this looks all right like i didn't have you seen this trailer it looks weird yeah i'm sure there are clips of us discussing it from a year ago yeah Um, i remember when uh, trevor told me about get out right i remember that day but so we only only on our list only about two out of the 10 were ones that we were aware of at the start of 2017 so that just goes to show you that each year is a total blank slate and who knows what horror surprises will come along yeah totally um Man, that sticks out to me so much is The Void from 2017. Just such a good movie. So underrated. Canadian, like mm-hmm. 
just everything I could possibly enjoy about a movie, The Void had, did well. I wonder if we're biased. Like, I wonder if our Canadian bias is sneaking in and making us view that movie differently. Because they, I've, I w- listened to the Blumhouse, their end of year list that okay. they made. Okay. And they all shit all over The Void. They hate it. Oh, yeah? Like, well, unanimously. You want to talk <laughs> about like, some things that they <laughs> like on the Blumhouse podcast? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But that was specifically Rebecca, yeah. and she notoriously oh. has tastes in yeah. things like that that we do not. And they all like Happy Death Day, too. They like Happy Death Day. They yeah. like 47 Meters Down. They like Annabelle Creation. Yeah. No two horror tastes are alike, man. There's always going to be, like, each one of us is just a little montage of random choices of what we like and what mm-hmm. resonates with us individually. Yeah. And also, we're subject to, like, the the state of affairs of the time period that we're in, or, like, the whatever run we get on like mm-hmm. i don't think two years ago you would describe yourself as a 70s italian horror featuring goblin guy hell no <laughs> that would not have come up and that was like that was a suspiria snowball right mm-hmm. like that rolled down the hill yep i don't know what happened to me this year in terms of horror movies but like that or, or since we started doing this podcast i mean right in the the new era of things i guess like home invasion i watched a tremendous amount more mm-hmm. starting with right before we did this i did the strangers and then that's um that's one hyped movie for this coming oh, year is yeah. strangers too strangers too i'm very excited for strangers too I'm, totally right. I'm excited too yeah um the dark universe the universal's <laughs> dark universe next movie please can't wait i don't think it's happening man <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> you can go wait outside the scientology building and <laughs> try to talk him into it but it's like sorry dave i know you want another one but we lost a lot of money we can't do it even for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad financial choice <laughs> oh i love that movie all right let's um hop into this now that we've been talking for half an hour all right uh chris you want to sit down and watch Pieces. pieces yeah let's do it all right cheers cheers cut my life into pieces this is my plastic fork <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little film called the night has a thousand screams so that, is that the working title? What is that? That's the translation from the Spanish title. Okay, but it's an it's an English American movie. Uh huh. So just released in Spain. That's what it's. That's Spanish what the title, title is. is. The Night I Has a Thousand Screams. Amazing. That's that is some A plus <laughs> alternative titling. I wonder if it just has to do with like um, puzzle pieces and like that metaphor being lost in translation. Hmm. Maybe. Yes, likely. Yeah, we're good. So let's start with one thing. <laughs> Wendell. 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 Who's, which one's Wendell? Sorry, Kendall. <laughs> but was his friend named Wendell? Well, that was, he looked like a Wendell. <laughs> See, what, this is too loud. Um, that little wiener looked like a Wendell for sure. Yeah, and we re- <laughs> he didn't die. He just disappeared. Last we saw him, he was wearing a mask Stupid outside. Mask. He yeah. was following Kendall around, trying to take notes. Because yeah. Kendall has got game. Oh, Kendall has got more game than anybody on planet Earth. So Kendall is just the most irresistible human on the planet. Yeah, please. For a scrawny yeah. kid <laughs> with, like, tight curly hair. Uh-huh. Irresistible. Like, women love him. The police force just wants him there yeah. all the time. They want him to be a cop. Yeah, almost like no one can resist just wanting Kendall around. Absolutely not. He's, I don't, I don't get it. I- including puzzle-pieced corpses. They even need a piece of They candle. need to jump out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, Do we start at the end? Do we start no, at the beginning? let's get there. We'll okay. get to that end. We'll build up to it. Let's <clears throat> start with riding a skateboard down towards a mirror. 
that that goes in the same folder as just like a dozen shots of this movie like that really set the tone for what what, the- what watching this movie <laughs> is going to be like because this is one of those great ones that like you could tell they weren't going for funny at all yeah um but it was so funny mm-hmm. it was it was a bit of a groaner i think it was so it like it's hard because it's not campy enough to be truly enjoyable for the campiness like no. it's it's genuinely trying to be a scary movie i think yeah and there's like there are moments where like there's a good shot, there's a good scene, like it's satisfying. Yeah, some good lighting, some good shadow reveals, stuff so like that. So at its best, I think, like at its best moments, it does resemble like a giallo film. Like it's a whodunit. Yep. It's filmed like very film noiry, like shadows mm-hmm. lurking. Yeah, you're wondering who kills it. It's a bunch of bodies piling up. Like it, it almost feels like it's a just really bad Argento movie. It also kind of at the same time feels like a really bad precursor to like a, a 90s slasher, teen slasher. Mm-hmm. It's got that. It's in a college campus. It's a bunch of screaming On teenagers. University, yeah, we know one of the cast members is a killer, but we're trying to figure out who it is the whole time. Yeah, and uh, like the main, the, the main teenager somehow finds a way to get himself you know mixed up in every component of the storytelling so the police side of it the victim Mm -hmm. side of it all of it sleeps with every female in the cast he'll leave one and then pick up another on his motorcycle and drive away in the night same night resulting in the death of that woman Uh like it's terrible this is just he was getting around and just leaving a trail of bodies in his wake he really was and an encounter with a kung fu professor oh my god that was (laughs) That's, I don't know what the dumbest part of this movie was. That was probably the most out of nowhere because <laughs> what's her face is there and she's looking around and she like she thinks, you know, okay, the killer's probably somewhere around. I'm freaked out a little bit. Then out of nowhere, the kung what we later learn to be the kung fu professor just jumps out of nowhere and starts attacking her, like karate chopping, just doing all these moves. The most ridiculous out of nowhere attack. I looked at my phone for one second. You looked away right when it happened. And yeah. when I look back, you're like, wait, who is what what's happening here? The undercover cop was fighting <laughs> in a martial arts match for some reason. Uh-huh. A surprise martial arts battle with some character we have not been introduced to who not is at immediately all. aggressive. We'd never see before or after. No. Ever again, other than this one scene. And, and of course, Kendall comes and saves the day. Sure. Well, she took care of it herself. He shows up at the end, but she kicks him in the nuts and he goes like, right. That's he blacks true. out. Like, you know, he drank too much the night before. Uh-huh. He doesn't remember what happened. Let's out a loud yelp. Yep. Let's out a loud yelp. And then Kendall comes in and he's just buddy, buddy. And this prof <laughs> also loves Kendall. Yep. Obsessed. She, she like, yeah, Kendall. My she resisted student. him. She resisted him for one second. She's like, you can, he, he was so presumptuous too. He got out of bed that he was in bed with a woman yep he got out he got on his bike he drove over he picked her up Mm -hmm. after an attack and then drove to her house he's like aren't you gonna make coffee yeah which by the way that's the one time that's the one moment where we really get to see kendall making a move like really putting himself out there (laughs) and he's just a bubbling idiot like he he, a bumbling idiot he just doesn't know what he's saying what he's doing well yeah now he's he's like stuttering over so he's like aren't you gonna make coffee and it's working well he's he's like surprised though i think at that moment he's like wait what's going on here doesn't it just gonna happen happens for me i don't have to say anything (laughs) yeah are you gonna make coffee or something you're supposed to invite me in at this point (laughs) yeah he seemed like yeah he's super dumb from just (laughs) getting anything and everyone he wants from like women like throwing a note at him i want to bang in the pool right now and he's like, give me a minute. Like, I'm reading okay. books. Okay. <laughs> and then his best friend Wendell is like, Kendall, how do you do it all the time? And he's like, I just whistle and they come, they come running. That's literally what he's. That was his right. advice. They just whistle and they come running to Wendell, whoever Wendell is. We don't know what happened to him. Is that that guy's name or is it I'm just a referring to him name? as Wendell? That's because so Wendell funny. and Kendall are a great college duo. Yeah. 
and we, we see Wendell try to pick up a girl in the library. Oh yeah, and he he it's really funny because he he's like, "What are you doing later?" And she just looks at him. Yeah, and he's like, he said something like, "You can't blame me for having." I wish I remembered the phrase because it was so funny. He yeah, but he said something like kind of like, "Ah, fuck me." Like it was self deprecating. Yeah, it, like he's like, "It's not my fault. I was cursed with these looks." Like yeah. it's a line. Something like Something that. Something along those yeah. lines. He's he's just like kind of a, I know I'm a loser, loser. Mm-hmm. And I just do not understand why he was there at the end of the night wearing that mask. Yeah. That's well, just the weirdest thing. I like to think that like every other character in this film, he also is obsessed with Kendall. And his <laughs> obsession is such that he has to stalk him around to try to see how does he do it? Mm-hmm. How does he get all these women? And he has to wear that crazy ass mask yeah. and just follow him around, which was a great moment and shot like Great where they just little... pan and all of a sudden you're like what the fuck am i looking at you yeah. see that wolf mask i yeah. like that it was um it was no it was this weird like corpse with the eye half fallen out oh was it yeah it was a weird looking mask i feel like you're thinking of the mask from creep i i think i am i'm yeah. superimposing that back on there Ugh. yeah um but no so he's just standing there and like so what was he doing following kendall around yeah because that's weird because like if i had to guess like what an hour before kendall was in bed with someone mm-hmm and then he quickly got out and met up with this, um, the detective. Oh, Wendell Dan. was there watching them bone for sure. Definitely. Okay. So he tried to get a two, a double feature that night. <laughs> he did. And he, he like makes fun. of was like, ha ha, you got rejected on and your he, second of the night. Yeah. But he, inside he was relieved because he was like, is he, is this happening? Is he going to now <laughs> sleep with this woman? He was in bed with yeah. another woman 40 minutes ago. He's going to sleep with an undercover officer now. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. The only one he hasn't slept with tonight is the Kung Fu professor. And maybe he's <laughs> maybe that's the like midnight plan. Yeah, it might have happened if he hadn't been kicked in the stones. That's true. It could have been going that's that true. way. That's true. But um, I, what it did well in that moment, although it was completely, this is going to be one of many like plot holes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What it did well is it like, could Wendell be the killer? You know, it did. It does. I'm it like, w- sure. I was, I was guessing pretty much till the end. And I suspected like three or four people strongly. Yeah. So it was, it did do a good job of not being too obvious not too obvious inversely it was it did a bad job at making characters they wanted you to think were the killer right impossible In, like what willard. willard willard was the groundskeeper guy yeah and oh they my just god directed so him, great they directed him way too over the top to be like look suspicious <laughs> look like a suspicious bear that just got out of the zoo yeah <laughs> he, he's always looking like Shifty almost over legend, his right? shoulder it was uh-huh. so far to one side or the other uh-huh. never straight out of his one face. eye always closed yeah and so mad and so judgmental. Like, how dare you ask to use the phone? And he's just like a giant. Yeah, like, he, he has he, the body mass of three Wendells. He fights immediately. Like, he, I don't know if he suspects a killer. He hears something mm-hmm. and he thinks. No, he, his instinct is fight. Like, I think yeah. this guy was raised by wolves. I right? think the bear metaphor might be perfect. Or bears. He yeah. may have gotten I think out he was of a zoo. Raised by bears. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think they genuinely confused him as a bear <laughs> child, put him in the zoo with bears. <laughs> and then once he started enunciating words in yeah. his late 40s i'm assuming <laughs> like oh shit well let's just make him a janitor yeah. at this place just open the door uh hey man get out you don't have to be in that cage you're not a bear yeah. Yeah. get out go go live your life uh-huh and then just from there he just picked up a chainsaw and started cutting little shrubs i think this is the first chainsaw killer that we've had in a movie that we've watched together yeah right yeah i think so think so but switches to knife later on yep i guess very shiny knife they stopped being able to justify all of the sound Mm -hmm. like it was such a loud way to kill people really loud so the only they only justified that once they only covered that loudspeaker blaring the band music yeah Yeah, and that didn't even and then the double with the motorcycle was nice too yeah i think you hear the chainsaw but it turns out to be fucking kendall on his bike kendall heartthrob (laughs) 
this is the most desirable person in the world. 105 pounds. <laughs> Tiny little Pale constitution a of a sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the human human personification of a sparrow. Oh, man. And he was like, but also he was so happy-go-lucky and just always ready for the next thing and aloof and never thought things through. No. He just, he really was present and just went along with life as it was handed to him. He just showed up. Yeah. Until his <laughs> his vague crotch area just got ripped open. All right, yeah, let's end. let's talk about it. So that's we can't the avoid it much longer. That's the corpse puzzle that the whole movie was alluding to, all building up to. I'm like, when we were getting right to the end scenes, I was like, they have to show that, they right? Have to like show I, this thing, yeah, yeah. I, I, it'd be, I feel so ripped off if yeah. they didn't. They had to show it at least like half set up or staged on like the freezer floor or something. Like, and I guarantee you, there were debates about whether to end the movie with the reveal of that or the. 60 seconds later yeah <laughs> and i i thought it would have been so much better if they ended it there with that reveal because it's hilarious it's, it's out of so nowhere funny. right the one detective's like well a job well done leans yeah. on the bookshelf it flips over he, he even said something like you think that's crazy we learn crazy stuff like this every uh, yeah. day and then he touches the thing it's like there are crazy twists and reveals in this job every day whoop, 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 whoop. these cops should not be cops no. they are <laughs> they are just like letting this kid come along with them for the whole journey <laughs> they're 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 talking like they don't know what they're doing at every step of the way yeah and, and it's like what sort of um like investigation yeah. is short-staffed and then the body count like keeps rising and so they're like well we're short-staffed this is just not going to be a very good and one. what lieutenant or chief investigator is like well we're short-staffed better bring in this 21 year old old co-ed i guess he'll help us out oh he's a damn good kid you know that yeah but and then that that logic they didn't even try to smooth over the fact that that makes no sense because then later the other like more straight edge detective yeah is like he's still a suspect he's How like you do this you're gonna have a suspect come do casework with me <laughs> and he's like you know he's not a suspect you know he's a good kid he's a good kid He's been there for all of it. And then he's he, like, okay, he, okay, yeah, you're right, chief. And then boom. He's he's constantly orbiting this whole situation. Uh-huh. He's totally not the the one who's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, what what I didn't love, but I think the movie needed, mm-hmm. like I was thinking this as we were watching, is like, I really don't like first person, like this. the camera is the, the killer? perspective of the killer. Yeah. I don't love it. Like, I feel like there's another episode where we talked about and you said you wanted more of that. No way, it because could be... I remember talking about it in Friday the 13th. I hated it. Mm. In um, Halloween, you loved it. We both did. That opening shot. So I think the it's shot's just done, good. I think it's just yeah. done badly. I don't mind a killer POV. It's mm. just if it's done badly like this, then it's, uh, it's there's, more annoying. There's something about it, about like someone peeking out from the... I think it all comes down to the performance of the victims in those scenes. Like if mm. it's this girl in the shower who's just like, ah, ah. <laughs> well sure that's terrible yeah that's nightmare but even when he's just like looking around like you see somebody walking into the right into the change room mm-hmm. and like that's sort of how we're learning about like the setup of the you know from the pool or the tennis court to the change rooms or whatever right like we're learning about that through like through first person yeah i really just don't like it it just looks like a bad way to deliver shots yeah i did not like it in this one either yeah. i thought it was poorly done no it's not it's not my favorite thing but i think they kind of needed it yeah it's a little it's bit just, this is such a weird like it just straddles in between like being a, a few sprinkled in nice shots some like yeah. somewhat okay writing at some points but just insanely bad dialogue and voice yeah. dub over dub the whole movie horrible just uh-huh. 
just terrible to watch. Yeah. But I mean, but in, but in enjoyably bad enough. Yeah. And the, the, vo- the dubbed performances were not bad. They were okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it was annoying to watch their mouths not sync up, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like bad voices or annoying screams oh, or whatever. I, I fucking love the, ana- so again, these terrible lieutenants, yeah. they're on the crime scene and they get the anatomy professor. This isn't someone like skilled <laughs> in crime scenes or like, yeah. Like he he's an anatomy professor. He he's not uh, the one yeah. to consult. But they bring him in and they're like, "Do you think this weapon was used on these bodies?" And suddenly he's like the resident chainsaw expert. Yeah. <laughs> he goes like, "I think even the layman, even could the see. layman, yeah." That yeah. was like that seems like a good note. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, "Well, he has to say that. Like, why? Yeah. He has to explain that he's not an expert. It's ridiculous for this president to be in here." And they thought they patched <laughs> it up, but the whole thing is still nuts. It's just ridiculous. And he puts his hand on it. It's like you may have just ruined some evidence. Yeah. But I love that anatomy professor. Yeah. He's so weird and awkward and strange. It's yeah. such a great performance. What I thought would have been was kind of great there is like the concept that like there's a chainsaw. What do you think? And maybe that guy was the killer. So mm-hmm. like the fact that he was like examining potentially his own crime, reaches down, puts his own hand on the chainsaw, maybe oh, his own print. I thought the same How thing. How genius would that have been? Boom, cover it up. Be like, I was there already. Yeah, that was great. That but this movie is like 10 levels of sophistication below that yeah, kind yeah. of thinking. You got to think way slower. Dial it, dial it way back. <laughs> Why well, might have they done that? Weekend. Yeah, yeah. If you think, well, mm, what? what was that character's motivation? Mm-hmm. Just probably a mistake in the rating. Nope. <laughs> the whole the crux of this movie is everyone is attracted to Kendall. Yeah, that's really the only logic that we can follow that never falters. The only consistent logic, yeah. for sure. And just uh, not so desirable, like get women topless and then kill them. Oh, yeah, blood and boobs. That's just, that's this movie. It's like they clearly <laughs> they want to see... This is the kind of movie people want to see. They want to see a lot of nudity and a lot of blood in it. That's the thinking behind this movie. I think so. So they're just thrown in as much. It's so gratuitous. We were even like when we saw his penis... You're like, penis. Yeah, it's like a healthy, a little island of penis and a sea of boobs. <laughs> yeah. like, like oh, thank goodness, something new to look at. Yeah, I mean, we don't get much male nudity in horror movies. Yeah. Just a butt. We were talking about it when we were watching it. Just this, and, yeah, lots of butts. This and Antichrist, I think, are the only penises we've seen Last time in we sixty-six films, yeah. and we've probably seen naked women in fifty of those sixty-six movies. Yeah, most of them, you can expect to see that. Yeah, especially campy ones like this where it's... Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's just like, I knew most women were safe until their tops were off, basically. Like, exactly, that pretty yeah. much worked out every time. Yeah. And there's a bit of a justification for that in the nude puzzle thing. But oh, 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 let's go back and talk about the initial kill, the puzzle piece axe kill that started the whole Yes, thing. I almost completely forgot about it because it feels like you're in a different movie. It feels like point. a different world. A different kind of nutso. <laughs> yeah. That whole world. <laughs> okay, so kid is on the floor doing a puzzle mm-hmm. was he like singing a song or a nursery rhyme or something uh yeah there was a nursery rhyme that he was singing which is weird for sure um but it was just kind of funny oh you don't like singing nursery rhymes while doing nudie puzzles <laughs> at eight years old they go in great. the 40s <laughs> exactly <laughs> they go great together um 1942 yeah. so then um his mom walks in and just you know his body's obscuring what the puzzle is she's mm-hmm. like oh my adorable son just doing a puzzle yeah. innocently and she walks in see what it is like grabs it freaks out smashes it against the mirror threatens to kill him if she ever catches anything like that in the house starts tearing up the bedroom and finding pornography and other puzzles just other stuff and Mm -hmm. you know she just is going so crazy she wants a plastic bag so she can burn all of the stuff she orders him to go get the plastic bag for that purpose yeah and you can just see this kid becoming like you know damaged because of this like being completely traumatized sexually for life and is probably going to kill women because of it yeah, yeah, it's somewhat it's pretty messed up. It's somewhat of a good motivation for a serial killer, like to have your sexuality so fucked up yeah. 
at such a young age and to just have all this violence associated with it. So your own, when you're, when you're discovering your own sexuality to then have someone's an authority figure punishing you for a curiosity or whatever, that's the kind of shit that makes people go a little nuts. And if like, yeah, if not specifically a motivation, maybe just a, um, an impediment in the development of somebody's normal social skills to to reducing them to a point where sure they're going to have to hide their secret. Like, have a fake personality which mm-hmm. the dean eventually did he was very proper and very charming that's and... what's incredible is he, he was able to pass off as this totally well-adjusted individual while knowing that he needs to hide his perversions deep mm-hmm. deep down to not get caught by the mothers of the world what what government body took this guy who said i'd like to change my name like oh you're the guy who cut up his mom right yeah totally no problem well, no i think that what we saw in that first scene though i think they're like where's the dad is what they say and the kid's hiding mm-hmm. in the closet he's like where's mommy where's mommy i think he got away with that in the 40s like there's no fingerprinting no because the first thing that the lieutenant said when he called and got the name change was oh they said like he's the this kid, guy who, kid, who cut up his parents no his kids his parents were cut up in front of him i think I thought he said he cut up his mom i'm almost positive like that they address like the fact that that would mess anybody up like they they weren't saying oh, like yeah. he's a straight up killer who was messed up. They saying this happened in front of him. Like that's nah, good enough reason. Okay, yeah, I'm I, almost w- I would have to figure that. We'd have to go back and see that because that that would be a very different story. Yeah, I'm, if he, I'm pretty confident that that he got away with it, and that's why he was able to just change his life and live his as know. this other person. That would make a lot more sense for sure. Yeah, and although I totally totally accept that he could have been caught, convicted, watched for years, and still. They would have just made the mistake in the writing that they would have. I think that's why I kind of leaned into that is that it's it's 40 years later and he was eight years old. So even if he did go away for it, he could have been rehabilitated, allowed to change his name, introduced into another thing. But yeah. And I think we're giving this movie a little more like logical discussion right in this decision than it's than it deserves. Then it totally deserves. I'm sure there's like, why? Why is anyone talking about this? But I I think I made it up on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a heartthrob Kendall and we just (laughs) rotated everything around that. And his buddy Wendell. Wait, yeah. that was his name? Um, yeah, but I do think I, I I'm like almost Wendell positive that I heard. Okay. I heard that. Okay. Yeah. So he did get away with it, so they didn't know. Yeah. Well, we'll we can, let's do a quick little check back. It must affect his mind. Yeah. yeah. So go. he totally did not get caught for doing that crime. And yeah, they shot it like that in the beginning too, because he was just like, he was just like kind yeah. of found. Yeah. And then he ran out. He's like, where's mommy? I want mommy. No. Yeah. You know, like as if he didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Whew. And oh, he had as a kid, he had such a like joyous look on his face as he was axing his mom in the head. Oh yeah, if with one the, could no, call with it the that. sawing, the sawing is when he had that joyous right. look in his face when he was right. chopping his mother into pieces mm-hmm. with a saw, and he ended up. That's when he must have stowed away mm-hmm. parts of her body, and and that was just the clothes. excitement about the handsaw. Yeah, like he didn't even it. have a chainsaw at that point. Mm-mm. No, he he upped his game after that. Oh, did he ever? He had a sore arm the next day, and he's like, not gonna make that mistake again. No, nope. going automatic next time. Well, yeah, I mean the chainsaw. I mean, nineteen forty-two. I don't even know if it was really around for just home consumption. <laughs> he must have when that was like whenever it was just invented or like was on a store shelf one day. He must have been like, <gasps> "I just died in your arms tonight." <laughs> Zoom in on the chainsaw. I feel like there were multiple chainsaws in this movie because they would have taken one away for evidence, right? When they found it by oh, the pool. Yeah, yeah. No, he had right. another one in his office that looked clean. The, yeah, and the groundskeeper the used... The groundskeeper used one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think there were multiple ones. I, I think, think so. you're totally right. I think so. 100%. Also, there's a huge difference between a chainsaw and a hedge trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> you think that would have tipped off the one girl in the open field on the campus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just ridiculous. Oy. There's so much about that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I, did, I did love a lot of the blood. There's a lot of great spraying blood, yeah. and it was enjoyable to watch every time. Yeah, I did the... Um, 
the IMDb trivia stuff. Mm-hmm. I read through that. So I knew a couple things. That's why I kept commenting about the phone is because one of the little like trivia things is that the phone in the um, the beginning of the movie that's set in 1942, mm-hmm. um, at that point, they're saying it wouldn't have been that color. Like phones were all the same color and it wouldn't have had buttons. It would have been rotary. That's very true. So they were showing the back of the phone for most of the mm. the time, but you could tell what kind of phone it was. And then it was the same beige phone that everyone in the in the movie talked about. Their props department did not get a lot of budget I, for this. I think there might have just been one phone, which mm-hmm. is funny. Um, and then uh, an effect that I like, which I, I was looking for, but um, I think the girl who gets chopped in half, like body chopped. Yeah. Um, when the chainsaw goes like into her like midriff. Yeah, it looked great. I think that was a pig. Oh, that was not alive. Nasty. Well, of course, not alive. It's still nasty. <laughs> yeah, I still but, don't appreciate a dead pig being. But used. like, well, I appreciate that more than like a bad looking effect. I suppose more hmm. is more what I'm going for. Is he actually used some kind of gross flesh? It looks right. really. It did. Good. I was wondering but, why it looked so good, but yeah, I, guess I think that that's what sense. it was. Because I was looking for that. I was looking for the one because really you saw it in the trivia and. Yeah, I can't I think. A of, I can't think of trivia. another one yeah. where I think they that was it. like that. I think that was some it. of them were really phoned in. It's like. They look. They were clearly in the editing bay. And they're like, really? That's the only shot we got of the girl being murdered on the waterbed. <laughs> okay, I guess put it in slow motion and do it twice. Didn't it look like when he did the final stab into her head that the prop knife he was holding bent? And then oh no, cut... totally. There was a moment where it completely flopped. Okay, that's what plastic. I thought. It yeah. looked so. It was ridiculous. like a quick second where it went wonk wonk, but then they made up for it by the split second later. They stabbed through the back to the mouth. Yeah, which was, looked great. That was cool. And when the, like the blood and the water of the waterbed mixed together uh-huh. and it was all said and done, that was a pretty good. Yeah, top it was, down shot. Uh, yeah, I really wish it was done better because I do love that idea. Like if someone be murdered yeah. on a waterbed, but mm. it's just the slot and the sloshing around in the blood mixing with the water. It, cool yeah. idea, but the slow mo and it just seemed like flailing yeah. and like not. He was some, never like hidden, hidden her. Kept yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, she was like dodging it, but it was kind of too slow it for was that. Just and he stabbed the waterbed a couple times. I mean, not as bad as repeating the same shot of someone hitting a <laughs> tennis ball with your front hand. Like yeah. I'd say seven or eight times. Yeah, like the same bounce hit, bounce hit from yeah. from the student. Yeah. If you guys ha- didn't pay too close attention to it, or are still yet to watch this movie, that pay real close attention to that because you can see that mm. each of these two girls in the scene only have one good swing yeah. in them. They never do the backhand. They never do a different part of the court. They just stay there and repeat the same shot over and over and From over again. From one corner to the other. Yeah. Stitch it all together and then put in a crowd of people with their heads moving left and then right and then left and then right. I So this, <laughs> this person is coming undercover as the new tennis prof uh-huh. to help solve the case. And this whole scene is just a moment of like initiation of sorts where mm-hmm. it's like, let's get our top student to play. I'm assuming I'm yeah. already adding more in that's in there. Yep. Let's get our top student to challenge the new prof and see how good they are. <laughs> they don't, they play the most boring game of tennis that anyone's seen yeah. yet. Dozens of people are out there watching, <laughs> watching, like you said, look left, look right, look left, look right. And then when the professor obviously wins after a surprisingly labored game, uh-huh. um, the, the Dean music starts playing like, celebration yeah, music like celebration like it sounds sound like high school music but then the dean goes up to her and she's like you'll make all our students olympian olympic champions by the yeah. end of the year yeah and i was like no she won't she even if she won't. was real a real tennis instructor they will all be really strong with their right arms and that's yep. about it yeah real strong forearm swings yeah. <laughs> but they just wait wait back arm what's what's that what's a backhand wait just... you can shoot the ball to the left side of the court that's allowed <laughs> no you have to pass it to each other my instructor never taught me that <laughs> That's like the version of ping pong where you're just yeah. 
like an amateur and you're just passing it back yeah. and forth as opposed to actually trying to like yeah. get it off the table exactly actually trying to beat your opponent no just trying to participate that's what this tennis was it was yeah. like kind soft passing the ball back and forth so silly and then um one thing i'll complain about top to bottom with this movie mm-hmm. except closer to the bottom it was okay um is like the soundtrack or the music there was just nothing except those jarring like reveal mm-hmm. noises that were super annoying and then the school music for way too long that marching band for so long so annoying and um i'm and gonna, right near the end right there's that that song i thought there it was seemed like an original composition it, it did really it did good. the end it sounded great it sounded very like good 80s horror yeah type soundtrack what you'd expect but i disagree with you because that sweet sweet saxophone coming in every time right. someone was killed the saxophone was kill. so pleasing <laughs> and inspired in us the idea of a horror movie where the killer comes out and just plays saxophone yeah. in front of their victim and the victim is just like in a trance from yeah. this mad solo and then uses the saxophone to kill the victim yeah because he was basically in the pool room with her when Mm -hmm. she was in the pool swimming around and that music was playing and there's some heavy saxophone and he was just there in the corner so it just would have been so great for the camera to pan over and him playing like in full like you couldn't see his face like the the hat the the face scarf the trench coat creepy get up but saxophone and just shredding yeah just like legs spread apart just ripping in like he's what's ron swanson's alter ego uh duke silver thank you duke silver just shredding in the corner (laughs) yeah that was that was so funny. The concept of just mm-hmm. ripping on a saxophone and her not noticing too, just like saxophone music playing loudly and she has no yeah. concept. So that victim, okay, she comes out or no, he, first of all, drags oh, her God, out of the net. pool with a pool net, like a tiny little, like a butterfly net at yeah. the end of a long stick. It somehow <laughs> is like drowning her at the same time as she's completely helpless. Yeah. Like, I mean, any human would just be like, uh, yeah, push it off yourself. Yeah. Just go down. But it has debilitated her. No, she fucked. uses it to drag her to the shore, then pulls her up. And then, then he gets his chainsaw out <laughs> and she is lying there helplessly just staring at him, yeah. immobile, just being like, oh no, don't, what's he going to do? What are you like? She should be getting up and gunning it. Yeah. But instead she's like, for some reason, just lying there. Yeah, she's been dragged a little bit by a net. She's exhausted. She's been dragged three feet. So she can, <laughs> does not have the physical strength. In like, that was just so insane. And then yeah. he's, and then he's like slowly walking to her with the chainsaw and she's just, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Like go back in the pool, that swim was, away. That was almost every victim too. Yeah, absolutely. When he cut the hole in the door, uh, and then like reached in to unlock it the shower door yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And, and um she's like in the corner mm-hmm. and then he cuts a hole in the door and he's reaching in to unlock the door and she just sits there and what like oh no now it'll but unlock she's, she's genuinely trapped in there she is but i mean you gotta try something yeah she's, yeah kick at his hand or something yeah you he's know, trying to unlock you it you know this guy's gonna cut you up yeah kick him that was great that looked great too her being just the top half of her in the corner mm-hmm. of that shower oh, yeah, that was great yeah. that was great gore at the end fun just yeah. that wide-eyed look yeah so that's why the few my feelings about this movie are so complicated because there's like mm-hmm. a few things that i really like a few things that are really funny camp yeah and then just a lot of shit that you're like this sucks all, yeah. all patched into one movie it's not something like the gate where no. we can say like definitively this is this kind of a movie it kills at that mm-hmm. there's a lot of different elements some are good some are bad i this movie inspires me because i feel like the concept of this movie is awesome mm-hmm. like um what you could i think what you could do to make it a little better um first of all uh you could do away with a little bit i don't think the nude puzzle thing is a requirement i think you cannot have a crazy religious mother who like you know the puzzle is whatever it's just a puzzle of a person the mom Mm -hmm. breaks it and that and does whatever and that sets you off that sets the killer off um and then there's this perverted attachment to a broken up person or a chopped up person. And then if it weren't just like a tragic You don't woman, want that? In, like, cause that's kind of the... I know. I know that's sort of... Yeah, here's where I'm going. Um, and if you don't have that same sexual connection and it's just like the perversion with killing and putting mm-hmm. people together, 
Um, and if it was men and women, their body parts wouldn't go together as well. And it like at the end, I think that would be a much more like disgusting image. And I think more people would be scared if men were also on the table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If there's this crazed killer who's sewing people together, like um, human centipede style, because he's like messed up. I think that that would have maybe been a little better for me if there was, I don't know, a little less of this element that just seemed real, real exploitive. I don't know, sort of unsavory. I know horror movies are kind of supposed to be, but Mm. I don't know. I think it could have been a lot better if the sexual element had been a little just changed even, even if that was the same, but there were like some weird parts and this is ultimately culminating in a great final reveal of this stitched together puzzle piece person. You want to see some like burly arms in there with this. Just, we, I just want it to be the most messed up image possible. Cause at the end it was basically like a, a silly makeup, just woman. It was just a woman at various normal. stages of rotten. Yeah. Depending with, on the body part and the arm had like some stitch marks on it to make it look Frankenstein-y, but yeah. it wasn't that effective, but Hey, it worked. That thing came back to life in that final shot. Sure. So we, <laughs> so yeah, we, we ended with the, the bookcase spinning around the body being revealed, falling on him. And he le- le- lets out this scream. It goes in slow motion again. That would have been the perfect place for credits, mm-hmm. but then they have 60 more seconds for no real reason. Yeah, just Ooh, hang. my heart's beating now. Yeah, they're still in the room. He's like calming Kendall down on the yeah. table. He's like, oh, that really freaked me out. Yeah. And he's like, we don't need to. Let's get out of here, kid. Yeah. But wait, my jacket. Walks over to grab his jacket. <laughs> Literally, that, that's all that happens. Oh, yeah. And then this hand reaches up. This The dead Frankenstein hand of the puzzle piece. Patched together from all these it. victims. Reaches up and just like. S- seemingly scratches into his jeans, the front of his crotch. Bare gnarl mauls. But like, so he's like seeming or this creature is seemingly like a couple centimeters into the jeans Uh but is puncturing them and the fingers are spread across and just tears down and blood is just shooting it so it's not clear what is being like his pelvic bone maybe it's just the mangling of the soft tissues between the legs but it's not even deep in enough and it looks like there's another pair of jeans underneath his jeans did you see that too uh yeah i was there their gore choices oh i think what we're supposed to see is just like a a creature's hand reach up and mangle up his genitals for some for some reason i don't know why the reason is that kendall is irresistible even to the dead the dead even to the dead that isn't one person it's a bunch of other people exactly so you think one co-ed can't resist kendall try five co-eds pieced together Uh, some of which he had like left with straight for his junk (laughs) and they're just overwhelmed by this lust for Kendall that wow. everyone in this universe has and just ends up ripping it apart. I don't even know what to think about that. I mean, I guess this story is just about Kendall's sexiness. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Okay. So there it is, folks. Kendall's a sexy man. but I Not do... anymore. Now he's all right. mangled crotch. But I do want you to see some of those Argento ones from the same time because they are like mm-hmm. just, oh, what if that was just a well-done scary movie about a killer? Right. Like a slasher. That's what those okay. kinds of are with better aesthetics better gore cooler motivations cooler weapons i i really like the concept of this movie great i didn't like the execution for most of it mm-hmm. I found it funny but i almost like i'm kind of inspired by this one it's such a it could be written so much better i almost want to rewrite it myself as more of a scary or more yeah, of a camp more of a scary oh man then we definitely have to watch an argento slash totally 100 percent time I, I enjoyed the good concept of that awesome um, watch it play out okay gave me a lot of ideas at the very least Rad man, yeah. I'm glad we watched it too. It yeah. was it was on the list. It's on a lot of lists. It's a list movie. <laughs> it's a list movie, and now we we did it. We done again. Not quite what I expected. Mm-mm. No, it was great. 
is great enough. Great way to spend some time. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? An all right way to kick off 2018. I think so. Uh, laughs, just tons of laughs mm-hmm. at the very least. You can't, yeah. you can't complain about that. No. We were, we were having fun watching this. Absolutely. Not as much fun as others, mm. but we were having fun. Yeah. I so have it, fun with pieces. I give it a thumb generally up. I give it a thumb detached from another human and tied <laughs> on to mine halfway up. <laughs> well, Scaredy Cats, it's been another great episode. Thanks to Dave Sonasker for Sonic 2018. I'm David Stoneberg. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And uh, as always, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns. Chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Kendall is a fuckboy. Chaos reigns. And Wendell is not. Mm-hmm. See you next time, Scary Cats. Bye.